podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for the AVFC Stato Preview Show. It's sixth against third as Villa take on Newcastle at the weekend. I am joined by the AVFC Stato, and this show is sponsored by Luke Roper. If you use the code TVV20, treat yourself to some Luke Roper goods, and you'll get 20% off everything they have to offer. Dale, I was just saying to you before we came on, well excited for this game at the weekend. Probably the most excited I've been to go to Villa Park for a long, long time. Just feel really euphoric about the fact that it's 6-3 third and it's not like Villa playing Man U or Villa playing one of the one of the real big boys over the years. It's two teams whose managers have come in and, and transformed their size. And I'm just so, so excited for the game of the weekend. I think it's going to be such a good game. It's a big one, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't yeah. It? And normally, like with Villa, if they're playing a big game, you think, okay, this is where we stumble. But I feel like under Unai Emery, we're, we're sort of getting over that week on week, aren't we? And I think, uh, you know, I'm predicting a, I think I'm predicting a draw. I think, but uh, no, it should be, a, yeah, should be a cracker. Yeah, I think the same. I think it will possibly be a draw. Even if we lose, though, I'm just happy that we're in, we're in these big games. You know, we're in the top six. We're involved in these big, big games. It's, it's exciting times to be a Villa fan. Exciting times to be AVFC Stato as well, because I think especially in the peak Villa side of things, you're struggling to come up with stuff at the moment because everything seems to be going to, too good, which is very rare as Villa fans. But we'll start with Villa as normal. Let's look at the first stat that you've dug out from the archives this week. Dale, let's wait for Adam to put it on the screen. There it is. Aston Villa have won their last three Premier League home games against Newcastle, all by the same 2-0 scoreline. Excellent start to the statue. That is, that is Dale. I nearly read it wrong, but that's, that's a great start to the statue. If you had a quiz, I can imagine what the quiz might be. Is it based around this? No. Not for this one, no. no. Oh, okay. No, I thought, no. it, thought it might be who scored the goals, potentially. Oh, we can do it if you want. In the 2-0 in the wins. I'm just trying to think now. I've set myself up for a bit of a fall there. Yeah, you can do it if you it's want. Three says... Okay, so Connor and... Uh, someone scored a header. Who was it? I've set myself up for a right fall here already. Who scored the second goal in that game? So that was 19-20 season, yeah. wasn't it? Connor scored a free kick. Yeah. And who scored the header? Someone's El Garza. Yep. It's good. And the next season it was trial right because I saw the goals to die. Yes. The goal to die. Watkins. Goal. Yep. Yep. Mind a bit of that this weekend, a bit of trial right and Watkins. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. And then last season we won 2 0 and it was Ings and El Garza. Correct. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. So I set myself set myself a quiz, set myself a challenge at the start of the show. Yeah. And I've been there and, and, and I've done it. But yeah. Been a good record against Newcastle, but it's probably important to say at this point that Newcastle are not the same team that Villa took on in those three games by any stretch of the imagination. It's a it's a different manager for a start and a different ownership from those last three wins, isn't it? So yeah, I would say Newcastle are a different team, but also Villa are also a different team as well. I think true. Um, it's interesting. All those um, those three wins come under Dean Smith, uh, so Gerard didn't actually play Newcastle at home. Um, he played once no. away. And then the away one with Aaron Danks, the 4-0 one last game, last time out. But yeah, no, we've got a good record against the Magpies at home. Uh, and yeah, uh, hopefully it continues on Saturday. Yeah, weren't all those th- all three of those games Dean Smith v. Steve Bruce as well? Potentially, yes. Pro- yeah, they would yeah, have been, yeah, they would have been, been yeah, wouldn't yeah. they? Yeah. yeah, so, you know, 
2-0 every time. Clean sheet, we definitely take that this weekend. But both teams in, in very different places now. So it'll be interesting to see how the game goes on Saturday. The second AVF stato, AVFC stato, even Aston Villa stat, is that Unai Emery is looking to become just the third Aston Villa manager in the competition's history to win five games in a row this weekend. If this is the quiz, this is where you're 100% going to catch me out. This is the quiz. Can you name them? In Just in Premier League, five in a row? Yep. I mean, surely there's only three managers that can be. Oh, no, because we did have decent spells with other managers. We did, yeah. Can, you, can I have the things flashed back up, please? Or can, start to, can you tell me what the, yeah. what the question is again? Yeah, there you go. So three, all in Premier League, so it's from 92 onwards to win five games in a row. So, so two managers have done that. Yes. John Gregory's got to be one. It's always John Gregory. John Gregory is one, yeah. And the second one, I feel like I want to say O'Neill, but I'm not 100% convinced by that. You've got to lock it in. Your face is giving nothing away there either. Five in a row. It could say, could say, could be. I mean, Tom in the chat's not read the question properly because he's put three answers down yep. there. I think it could be one of three this good. So it could either be Little, I reckon O'Leary might have come close to doing it potentially, or O'Neill. I'll go... I don't, I think, I'm not sure we ever did do it under Martin O'Neill, you know. Like, I'm going to go uh, Brian Little. Correct. Yes. Yeah, so Brian Little on November. Time. Yeah, uh, Brian Little on November to December 1996. Uh, beating Coventry, Middlesbrough, West Ham, Southampton and Wimbledon. And then John Gregory... From March to April 1998, um, uh, beat Crystal Palace, Everton, West Ham, Coventry, and Southampton. So, uh, so Unai Emery can become the third manager to do so. I mean, it's so long. There's ago. some kind of record. Yeah, there's some kind of record in there in Premier League history. Usually, John Gregory is one of the ones that's done it. I would say. I'm, I'm pleased I didn't get tripped up by the Martin O'Neill there because I think a lot of people would have said Martin O'Neill. In, in fairness, I'm happy with that. Good start. Two, there's two quizzes, two for two. Well, it's one quiz that you made up, and then the other quiz. Yeah, but I still got it. I still true. got more right. That's true. I still got it more right. Two for two. On the after after a poor showing last week on your really hard, impossible sixteen answer quiz. I've got an easy this, this week, is, haven't I? This is good. This is nice. This is what this is what we like to say. Let's look then at our opponents, Newcastle. Let's look at some stats around them. Newcastle have won exactly a hundred Premier League points under Eddie House. Lovely. Played fifty-eight, won twenty-eight, drew sixteen, and lost twelve. I mean, that is, from where they came from, I know they've had money to spend, but they haven't been silly with how they've spent money at all. They've been very measured in their approach and how, a bit like Emery, has got the best out of people that were already there. To take to taken 100 points in 14, 15 months, I, I presume it's been since Eddie Howe's been there. That's, a, that's an incredible record. That is that He deserves so much praise for that. Yeah, he's done super well. Um, and what makes it even more impressive is they only won one of his first eight games in charge. Yeah, I've for- I'd forgotten that. I saw that in the Athletic yeah. earlier on in the week, and so, I- I'd for- completely forgotten that. So that. As that makes it even more impressive, and only one Newcastle manager in their history in the Premier League has needed fewer games to reach 100 points with Newcastle. Got to be Kevin Keegan. Kevin though. Keegan. There you go. Look Gotta at this. Kevin Keegan. Look at this. There we go. I'm just providing the knowledge. You had some good you. sleep last night. You, 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 you cross them in, Dale. I'll knock them in. That's, that's, what, that's what we do yeah. on, on this show. A few open goal misses last week, but we bounced back this week. A bit of resilient show. Yeah, so Kevin Geegan did it in October 1994 um, in 51 games, which is pretty impressive. You know, it's basically two points a game, right? And then Howell did it yeah. in 58. So impressive. 
impressive stuff and they're going well, well. Well, they came up Newcastle back in the day for any youngsters watching this when I first started watching football. So they got promoted. I think they finished third in their first season promoted in the pre- in, in the Premier League. And I think Forest did, did kind of the same thing a couple of seasons or, or a season after as well. In those days, the, the leap from the league below to, the, to coming up to Premier League obviously wasn't as big because teams could just come up and, and, and finish in the top three. Let's look at the second Newcastle stat then that Dale has dug out for us. Newcastle are currently on a five-game winning run in the Premier League, having lost their previous three before that. I think that's key, isn't it? People were starting to say, oh, it's come a little bit unstuck for Newcastle. They picked up a few injuries. Gamares got suspended. They were. It felt like they were a little bit distracted by the Carabao Cup final. Yep. Now they've got that out of the way. They've just got back to back to business, haven't they? And they're looking dead certain, so I would say, for Champions League football next season, which, again, in itself, I don't think Eddie Howe was brought in to be that manager that to get them Champions League football. I think he was perhaps the they had in mind that he might be the one to stabilise them for a few years, and then they pull someone else in to, to come and take them to the next level. Eddie Howe has already taken them there, and, and maybe beyond, where, where you'd even think they would have been in three, four years' time, I would say. Yeah, he... He's done a great job there. I think it's, it's like, like I said, he's not spent a load of like he spent quite a lot of money, but not in terms of like you know, like uh, the top four in recent history. Um, hmm. As only three teams in Premier League are currently on a four-game winning run or more, as Villa on four, and then Newcastle and Man City, who are both on five-game winning runs. And like I said, uh, Newcastle were. Uh, were on a three-game losing streak before this. And then since then, they've beaten Wolves at home. They beat Forest away. They beat Man United at home impressively. Uh, they smashed West Ham away 5-1. And then they had an impressive win against Brentford last time out. So they won yeah. a good run as well. Cost me my accumulator last week. I had a big accumulator on the go last week. And Newcastle were the ones that, that killed me and let me down. Mm-hmm. I was the only one that, that I got wrong. But never ne- never mind. Yeah, huge credit that, that they deserve. You know, I'm thinking back to when Man City first had money. By Rubinia. Yeah. You know, Newcastle haven't done anything no, no, no. like that. They haven't gone out and they'd said, I mean, they spent money. Gamares, unbelievable signing, one of the best signings in the Prem in the last decade, probably. He's come in and really been the orchestrator in the middle of the middle of the park for them. Really superb signing Gamares. I'm sure every team in the Premier League would like to have him mm-hmm. in the, in their squad now. But yeah, they've done it in a in a sensible manner, which they probably didn't have to in, in some ways. And everything they're doing is is measured and like I've like I've said, you can probably tell. I honestly cannot wait for this game at the weekend. I think it's so, so refreshing that it's Villa v Newcastle and it's 6th v 3rd. It's a it's a nice little throwback because probably in, you know, the days of, of Brian Little, Villa and Newcastle, that's probably, they were both probably in the, to, in the top six. So it will be a nice throwback. Let's finish now with the peak Villa and Dale had to have some help yeah. this week. His, his database was not doing the business for him. He had to... Had to come to the master for a, a little bit of help this week. Eddie Howe has won all five of his previous five games against Aston Villa. That's the peak Villa section for this week. Yeah, fed say Eddie Howe likes taking on Villa. Yeah, I needed help from you, Dan. I love this one because I wasn't thinking properly. So normally when I do these peak Villa stuff, I check, you know, uh, which player's got a good record against Villa, which man has got a good record against Villa. And I didn't think about checking Eddie Howe. But yeah, so he lost his first two games in charge against Villa. Uh, losing 2-1 in the FA Cup and then on the opening day of the 2015-16 season with Bournemouth. But then since Rudy. then, like you said, Rudy, yeah. But like you said, um, he's, won his, he's won his last five against us uh, as winning his final three games as Bournemouth manager. And then he's won both of his games as Newcastle manager against Aston Villa. So he's on a very good run of form against Villa. 
yeah, we've, we've struggled against him in, in, in recent times. And I remember us losing under Gerard at, at St. James's Park last season. In, if I was a dis- that was, it felt like a disappointing defeat. That was probably the start of Villa starting to play really badly mm. under Stephen Gerrard. Yeah. I would say, and then they wiped the floor with Aaron Danks and Neil Cutler's Villa earlier on in the season when we we felt like we might be okay after we just beat Brentford 4-0 and then we go to Newcastle and just got completely outclassed, in all honesty. What wasn't helped by Emi Martinez going off injured in, in that game. But yeah, they absolutely wiped the floor with us. But Villa are in a very, very different place now going into the into that into the game at the, at the weekend. So it's really, really one to, to look forward to. Adam S, I don't know whether you're going to be able to pull this off the top of your head or from your stats, Stato. He's asking, how about Emery v Howe? What was that record? 3-0 to Emery. 3-0 to Emery's won every game against Eddie Howe? Mm-hmm. It's like unpeak Villa, isn't it? Though? That's Arsenal against Bournemouth. Uh, okay. But still, though, Arsenal, you know, lost games against teams they shouldn't lose games to. Yep. Uh, over the years, Richard Edwards saying Newcastle don't do well at Villa Park. Yeah, Villa also do terribly at St James's Park. So it's a good job. It is a, a Villa Park. I'm trying to remember the last time Newcastle would have beat us at Villa Park. I don't know whether don't know whether you've got that setter because you did say you had some extras. I don't know whether that was one of them. Uh, give me a second. Uh, it was 2013. That's the last time they beat us at Villa Park in, in the Premier League. Uh, in the Premier League, I was going to say they would have beat us in the championship. Yeah. Did they beat us in the championship at Villa Park, actually? I remember a draw, Tish Bowler. Tish yes. Bowler scoring. Yeah, last dance. minute, wasn't it, I think? A little... Yeah, we were poor that yeah, day as well. Yeah. Uh, I, remember. I think I was, I was on holiday somewhere in that. I think I was in Barbados. Mm-hmm. Wasn't thing yeah. watching that. No, yeah, nice. At that, at that point. Yeah. I haven't been on holiday for about three years. I can count my holidays on, in recent years in, on, on one hand, yeah. yeah. It's Tish Bowler 1-1, but that 2013, I'd be really testing myself if I could go back and think... What the score was in that game? What year was 2013? September. Who, what was season? September 2013. So, 2013 13, 14, 14. Yeah. so that'll be Lambert. Oh, I know. I remember. I think I pulled it Go back. On. We lose 2 1. Did lose 2 1. Went 2-0 down. Benteco scored a header. We went 1-0 down, equalized, and then they scored. Oh. Yeah, 2 1. So, I remember Benteco scoring a towering header in front of the whole end from a set piece that day. It's a Ben Arthur. Scored their opener and then uh Johan Gufran. That's a throwback from the past, I think. Jeez, that's a player I've yeah. completely forgotten existed. <laughs> exactly, there you go. Until, until you just said that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, they haven't beaten us in, what is that, like a decade, basically. I'm really? surprised. I'm surprised they've not beat us in a decade. But to be fair, that, we've been in the championship for ages, haven't we? And so have they. Well, we're only in the championship two, like, two seasons from that decade. So there's only two seasons where we wouldn't have played them there. I'm, but they went down, didn't they, as well? Uh, they went down whilst we were. They went down again, whilst we were in the. Let me have a look. Because we went back to the Premier League. I don't think they did. So we played them at home. Uh, in two fell. Let me get it up. So uh, since our last loss to Newcastle at home, we played them five times. Uh, it's twenty fourteen, fifteen, twenty fifteen, sixteen, and then and a nineteen, twenty, twenty, twenty one, twenty one, twenty two. So. Yeah, just the three seasons we were out of the championship. But they were in there with us the one season, weren't they? I mean, this is great TV. This is great TV. Yeah. I mean, you're just having having a chat, just to, to, just just talking about things as 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 they come. Yeah. Okay, I'm surprised at that. That's a, that's a reason for hope. Yeah. In the uh, coming coming into this game, I'm hopeful anyway. I, I'm not sure we'll win, but as I say, I'm hopeful for a for a really good game. And I feel like Villa can Villa can take something from, from Newcastle this week. And then mean defensively though, but I'm getting away yeah. from what this show's about here. We're all about stats. And Do I'm you talking wanna... about all things. Oh, I like this stat. Tom, 
here's a quick stat for you. I'm 46 years old, never been to Villa Park class and going on Saturday. 46 years old, probably shouldn't be using using lol at the end, I would I would say. But I'm, I'm glad you're going to Villa, Villa Park on, at the weekend. And uh, let us know where you're sitting, where, where you're sitting for your, for, your, for your first game, please, Tom. Meantime, Stato, you've got some extras, haven't you? I've got two bonus ones. I can put them in a quiz format if you want them. Oh, why not? Everyone loves a quiz, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, Okay. As Ollie Watkins has scored in 12 different Premier League games this season overall. Okay. Don't ask me to nine to 12. No, no, no. No, no. I've learned my lesson, Dan. Okay. Uh, as only three players have ever scored in more different games in a season in the Premier League for Aston Villa. Benteke. Benteke. Your Is top. As a Mateka is top um, in 2012-2013 uh, with 15 separate games that he scored in. Dwight York yeah. has done it twice. 96-97 uh, with 13 games, 95-96 in 14 games. So there's one more to get. 12 different games? Well, this player scored in 13 different games. So Adam S has said what I would probably go with. Are you getting help from the chat room? Are the chats working? I would have have said he'd have been my next ball, Juan Pablo Angel, and 2003-04 that would be. Correct. Is that right? There we go. That's correct, yeah. Provided with a year as well, so, you know, come on, deserve deserve some some respect on my name. What's the second one? One more if you want. Yeah, please. Uh, So Bertrand Traore has scored in his last two Premier League games with both these appearances coming as a substitute. Uh, uh, there's only one player who scored in three consecutive substitute appearances for Aston Villa in the Premier League. Oh, there's only one person that can be. Yeah, it's easy. Julian Jochum. Bang on. There you go. Look at this quizzing today. As soon as you said it's easy, though, I I feared that was wrong. As soon as you said it was, (laughs) as soon as you said it was easy, yeah, because he didn't he score the most? Hasn't he scored the most goals as a substitute for Villa? Oh my god! Overall, he would have done. He will have done. I've heard that stat before. Okay, definitely would have done. Okay. I'll yeah, I don't have that information to hand. Really, not on the da- not on the database. Uh, the I've got database. most subs and most goals, but I don't think I've got most goals as. A, in fact, in fact, I do, but it's not in a. As I got to put it into a, like a table, so I've got like a like a long list of players and who they scored against as a substitute. But I don't need. I've got to okay. amalgamate it into a list. But yeah, well, nice I'll do it if you give me five minutes. Good homework for you. Well, we won't let we'll people watch you do that. Although there might be some. No one wants that. There might be some sad people that would enjoy watching you do your your Ryan Matt doing your Ryan Man stuff yeah, <laughs> and yeah. pulling the pulling the stats together. But yeah, that does us for the AVFC Stato preview show. Hopefully, those that have tuned in live have enjoyed Dales and myself rambling because we did do a fair bit of that as we were talking on on the fly there. So yeah, thank you very so much for getting involved. Um, what have we got? We've got the match preview show tomorrow with myself and my Sky Sports News colleague, Dave Reed doing that. Don't have a time yet, though, so I'll let you know on social media when that's going to be, just waiting on Dave Reed's hectic schedule. And then, yeah, we'll do a post-match point at some point on Sunday as well, so look out for that. But do subscribe to the channel with your post notifications on. Worth giving a shout-out to actually the fact that there's been there's a great bit of content from rival podcast, Dan Rollinson, Super. the Claret and Blue podcast, the Alan Hutton podcast that they've done. It's so, so interesting. It's yeah, yeah. honestly probably my favourite Villa podcast I've ever listened to slash watched. So if you've not watched that yet, go and watch the Alan Hutton podcast because it's so, so good. He tells so many different stories and tells them in such a such a good way. Like he's so clear mm. in these memories of, of what he's talking about. And he was there through so many different interesting times through being in the bomb squad 
being relegated, being in the championship, different owners, different managers. So, yeah, it's well worth watching that podcast because I, I thought it was so, so interesting. And obviously, Dale thought the same. So, so go back and uh, and watch that. And Villa on tour as well. They went to Middlesbrough, I think, on Easter Monday to check out Aaron Ramsey and Cameron Archer. So if you want to see a little bit something a little bit different from them, go and watch their video as well and see what Aaron Ramsey and Cameron Archer were up to on Easter Monday from a Villa on tour point of view. Be back tomorrow, as I said. Thanks to everyone for tuning in live. Thanks to Adam for producing. And as always, up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.